1: guys, welcome back and thank you for tuning in to Investor Intelligence, brought to you by the team at The Property Mentors. It's your weekly podcast for all things investment, and it's hosted by me, Phoebe sikowski wallace So this week I have a brand new guest, a brand new expert joining me, and that is Brandon Owens from Willis Conveyancing. Now, we work with conveyancers all around the country in every state, and Brandon is the Victorian conveyancer used here at the Property Mentors. So I invited Brandon to sit down with me earlier in the week to talk about what conveyancing is, what a conveyancer does, and you'll hear by the end of the episode why they're so important to have in your team of experts over, say, a lawyer or a solicitor, which they're often confused with. So I hope you find this episode helpful. Here's Brandon. So, Brandon Owens, welcome to Investor Intelligence. Thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm very pleased to be here.
1: So, slowly but surely, I'm... I've been inviting the experts that we work with here at The Property Mentors on the podcast so that people kind of know, first of all, who they need in their team, um, but also what they do specifically in order to help people build a successful portfolio. Um, So I've, of course, invited you here today as our Victorian conveyancer um, to talk a little bit about the ins and outs of what you do. So Brendan, if someone had never heard of it, what is conveyancing and what does a conveyancer do
0: really good question because i think there's a lot out there who have no idea what we do first of all we are not surveyors <laughs> that is probably the biggest confusion with mm. in terms of what we do it's my job to look after i was a conveyancer's job to look after the legalities of transferring ownership of property from one person to the next it's sounds pretty dry sounds like it should be pretty straightforward but uh uh, laws and legislation change all the time and it's our job to really make sure that it gets done properly.
1: Okay, and because I know a lot of people do get um, you mixed up with with lawyers as well. So what's the difference between a conveyancer and a lawyer or a solicitor?
0: Well, essentially the biggest difference is conveyance is only specialise in sort of the transfer of real property, basically. Mm. Uh, they can do business transfers, but that's a little bit different. Um, lawyers have the scope to act in all kinds of manners, from litigation through to court appearances, uh, whereas conveyances are very restricted by the relevant sort of acts of parliament as to what we can achieve. Uh, in the sphere of, uh, I guess, property, conveyances are specialists. Um, many lawyers do conveyancing um and or have conveyancing departments where they have people who do the work for them under their supervision. But it is basically it's all we do. We focus on it and a conveyance just has a slightly more limited scope.
1: Okay and so in the past I've when I've spoken to other experts it's become quite apparent that just because someone say is an accountant it doesn't necessarily mean that they would be the right accountant for you or just because someone's a mortgage broker it doesn't mean that they'll be the mortgage broker for you and your investment needs. Um, I assume it's the same with conveyancing so what would you say are the hallmarks of a good conveyancer or, or what should people look for in one?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, um, uh, many people will choose a solicitor or think they need to go to a solicitor because they've got, well, they're, you know, they're a lawyer. They act in more different areas, a larger range of areas. Mm. Uh, but they don't specialize in conveyancing work, whereas a conveyancer does. Um, and 90% of the time, I would think that you're getting sort of probably a better service from a conveyancer because that's what they do day in, day out. In, um, whether or not you're an investor or a residential buyer or buying your own home, or in the case of our mutual clients, they're building their own portfolio. There are considerations to take into account. You know, timing, uh, which is a huge part of the process, advice, being reasonable in your advice to clients. Sort of a lot of solicitors will go in and be really fearful of a lot of conditions and come in and say, don't do this, don't do that. They're really risk adverse. But as you know, with any property portfolio, when you're building it, there's a certain amount of risk and you have to sort of have the ability to choose that and be educated as to what those risks are as opposed to being told what they are. And I think a conveyancer is in a better position to sort of advise those things because um, as I said, that's what we do every day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And just kind of back to the, the lawyer um, comparison, people assume that lawyers are expensive and rightly so because um, they certainly can be but is using a conveyancer expensive
0: look on the whole you'll probably find they are better value than a solicitor or a lawyer Mm -hmm. Uh, they can be just as expensive depending on who you use and depending on the services you engage
1: of course Um, i'll be honest
0: uh things go wrong which can always lead to further costs uh ideally it's our job to try and mitigate and minimise those risks of things going wrong. so. That, but on the whole, we'll find it's, it's, it's certainly better value because you'll find with a solicitor, you may not actually be able to get directly through to them, whereas I know I make a point in my business that if I have a client who wants to get through, they can call my mobile number and they speak to me directly. Mm. Uh, so I guess on paper, a conveyancer is not necessarily all that much cheaper but certainly what you're getting for your dollars is a lot more than what you get from a solicitor.
1: Yeah, okay. So it's it's just a classic example of... I think it, like like with, with anything else, it's sort of if you cut corners, you get what you pay for. Would you say that's kind of correct?
0: Oh, 100% correct. You'll find that you'll get people who come to us and say, oh, I can get this cheaper elsewhere. And you're sort of like, well, what part of the job would you like me to leave out? Yeah. Because... You know you you do get what you pay for and i've seen the result of that like in many cases i've acted in i'm acting against somebody who you know is on that spectrum of being a lot less expensive a lot cheaper but they have no idea what they're doing and you end up having to coach them through the process too Mm. and it doesn't help anyone and that their client is left unprotected and that's quite concerning at times but the, the adage of yes you get what you pay for is so true
1: yeah i think we've found that with any of our sort of experts But so you mentioned that, you know, some problems arise when you don't use um, the right expert for you. Are there any examples that you can share of those problems that that arise?
0: Oh, absolutely. And there's a clear case, actually, where um, I was acting for a vendor or a property Mm -hmm. and the purchaser had engaged a solicitor because they were that mindset. They thought they'd hire a solicitor. They're better at the job than anyone else. Mm. However, my client was actually considered a foreign resident. So in that situation, there are certain obligations on the purchaser to withhold capital gains tax.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I mentioned this to their solicitor, their solicitor had no idea what I was talking about. And this yes. is where it gets really bad because that client could potentially have been like fined 12.5% of the sale price because they didn't fulfil their obligations. Now they use a the solicitor. They thought they were doing the right thing. They were probably paying quite a bit of money for it, but they could also have found themselves in sort of in debt to the tune of sort of two hundred thousand dollars to the ATI. And it wasn't. It was only because I happened not mentioned it to them mm. that they, kn- they knew about it. So that's that's the case of where things could very quickly go wrong if you're not using the right expert.
1: Oh my god, that's Exhibit A of a of a bullet dodge for sure.
0: Absolutely yes.
1: <laughs> wow. So at what point? Should you engage a conveyancer? Would you, say, commit to a property before you contact a conveyancer or would you wait for the conveyancer to sort of know what's going on and and give you advice before you start?
0: I think it's a really good question and I think it sometimes depends on where you are in your property buying journey. Um, For first home buyers, I really would recommend that a conveyancer is engaged or at least you've explored who you think you might like to represent you in the purchase because Mm. there's – Advice and information we can provide to clients, which they may not think of because they're being a first term buyer, they're new to it. Yeah. Uh, in saying that, I think that if you, even if you are an experienced property buyer or you are an investor, for example, like how I many your clients are, it's really important to have that person in your team from day dot because you don't know when an opportunity will arise to buy an investment property. In. Mm. And if you go cold to someone, they're less likely to look after you and be there available to do things quickly. Yeah. And the property market moves quickly. So my advice would be is certainly very sort of once you start thinking about buying property and you start looking at property, that's when you need to engage a conveyancer or at least have a conversation with one with somebody so that you can get an idea of what you need to look for. And, you know, it, it, the whole process goes a lot smoother.
1: Yeah, I think that's really good advice because, again, I think people know or are at least aware of a lot of the surface information. For example, the fact that there are contracts even involved, whether it is, um, you know, first home or investment portfolio. But it's just so nice to hear those little bits of, you know, the the ins and outs. And that would just give people a little bit more confidence going into it. But, Brandon, I think that's a really good little 101 uh, introduction to conveyancing for our listeners. Um, I think I'll have to get you back on to maybe talk about sort of what to look for in your contracts. We can go a little bit more in depth into that at some point, how does that sound?
0: Yeah, I'd love to, absolutely love to help out.
1: Fantastic, but thank you so much for sitting down with me today. You've been very generous with your time.
0: Pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our episodes, make sure to share them with your friends and family Leave a rating and subscribe to be notified when episodes drop. If you want to follow us on any of our socials, all handles can be found in our show notes along with a link to our weekly blog. If you would like to know any more about The Property Mentors or would like to book a discovery call, you can visit www.thepropertymentors.com.au.